0: Hello, welcome to the Press Gallery interview. I am your guest host, Dave Breckenridge. I am not Emma Graney, although I am joined by Emma Graney. (laughs) For the last few weeks during the election campaign, we've had uh, me sit in the hosting chair and we've been speaking with the journalists who have been covering the campaign. So we've had Janet French to talk education policy. We had Keith Gerine to talk about the two major parties' platforms. We had Claire Clancy on to talk about the... Kamikaze campaign allegations, and now that we're in the home stretch, uh, we have Emma Graney here. Emma, thanks for uh, taking your time out of your travels to to chat.
1: It's an absolute pleasure to be here, Dave, on my <laughs> own podcast.
0: <laughs> That's better than the answer Janet gave. She said she was told to. <laughs>
1: Classic
0: Janet. <laughs> uh, so so you have been traveling down the highway. Uh, with Jason Kenney the last couple of days, but you've been covering the Kenney campaign, the UCP campaign mm-hmm. through the the entirety of the last three weeks. I have. So how have things been going the last couple of days? Jason Kenney sounded a little testy today <laughs> at, at his campaign stop.
1: You know what's funny? I actually, I just got out of Jason Kenney's blue uh, United Conservative truck. Uh, so I'm down here in Calgary and have been on the road through Medicine Hat Sylvan Lake, uh, Lorene Harper was driving the truck today. She didn't get into any accidents, so that was a positive. And I had a chat with, with uh, Kenny about that, and he said, you know what, I am so ready for this thing to be done. I need a nap, and I'm fighting off a cold, basically. So I oh, think wow. Jason Kenny, like, and I'm just going to go ahead and assume like every other politician and um journalist who is also covering the campaign – I think everyone just wants to sleep right now. You know, (laughs) like we've got, we've got, (laughs) I think uh, less than a week left now or just about a week left. So I've seen Jason Kenny an awful lot more testy than he was today. Today was a big uh, pipeline slash Bill C sixty nine day for Jason Kenney, and also for Rachel Notley as well, because of course the Senate committee is down in Calgary, um, having their hearing about Bill C sixty nine. And Kenney mm-hmm. got up t- and said, "Well, you know what? If the United Conservatives get elected, we're going to launch a constitutional s- challenge straight away." Uh, so that was his w- that was his thing today.
0: So they've talked a lot about what they're going to do straight away. They're going to repeal the carbon tax. They're Mm -hmm. going to proclaim and implement the NDP's Bill 12, the turn off the taps bill. And now they're going to launch a constitutional challenge.
1: Yes, there's a lot going on. Do they
0: have all the people who can do these things all at once? Who's pulling the levers here?
1: Well, it, let's not forget that before this campaign even started, uh, Jason Kenny was saying, we're getting bills ready right now. We are drafting the paperwork we need to draft so that we can hit the ground running on day one. And I did have a chat with him today and said, you know, so what What are you actually going to do? Does that mean you're going to rock, if, if the UCP does indeed win, are you going to rock up to Edmonton on April 17 and then just kind of move straight on into the Premier's office and... You know, get the ball rolling, and he kind of laughed and said, "I mean, no, you're nuts. No, of course we're not going to do that. If we're given a mandate, it'll be a couple of weeks before anything really starts happening." But he's labelled this the summer of repeal, um, a hundred days of change. It's had a couple of catchy names uh, as the campaign has kind of morphed its way along over the past few months. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like he's preparing that if the UCP does win, there'll be a couple of weeks everyone to kind of. You know, get their ducks in a row, and then there will be a kind of late spring, maybe through to early June, kind of sitting to get things underway and make the changes that Jason Kenney is so uh, gung ho about making when it comes to the province. And you you name them then. So we've got Bill One will be repeal the carbon tax, but the first thing they want to do is, um, yeah, is basically proclaim that Bill Twelve, which was the turn off the taps legislation. It's already been given royal assent. I I asked him about that yesterday down in Medicine Hat. He said, yeah, it's already been signed off on. It just never really, it just never got proclaimed. So when we want to prove that we're actually serious, particularly to BC, uh, we want to actually say to them, look, hey, if you guys don't start playing nice, then you're screwed. I mean, that's a paraphrase. He didn't say that, obviously, but that was what I took away from from that particular conversation.
0: He's used fiery language though, when it comes to uh, dealing with BC and comes mm-hmm. to dealing with the federal government, mm-hmm. He's he's been pretty strong in relation to that. One thing that I noticed he was, he was questioned about again today, um, and it's been a regular theme through the campaign, is dealing with candidates who have had a checkered past when it comes to making statements of either a racist or a homophobic mm-hmm. nature. What did he have to say about that? today. This is Tuesday. You were down in Calgary with him today. What was he talking about today on that file?
1: You know, it's funny you raise that because um, Calgary Sun columnist Rick Bell, he said, hey, how is it that this, it seems like every day you're asked about GSAs or like gay straight alliances, or you're asked about some kind of candidate who's done something dodgy. Um, again, I'm paraphrasing. Rick did not use the word dodgy. But Kenny said, well, you know, we're just not hearing it on the doorsteps. And what's funny is I, I tweeted that out and I had a lot of people tweet back at me. And, and maybe this is proof to Jason Kenny's point when he says, he also said today that um, there are two campaigns happening. One is real life campaign. And the other one is a Twitter campaign that's been hijacked by people on the left who are basically running Twitter and they care about stuff that other people in Alberta don't care about. And they're the only ones who are bringing up all of these issues. But then Twitter turned around and said to me, that's bollocks. I had the UCP candidate come to my doorstep and I tried to talk to them about GSAs and I had multiple people across the province tweet this back at me and they said that they tried to bring up GSAs, gay straight alliances, they tried to bring up abortion, they tried to bring up all these different social points and the UCP candidate refused to talk about it and kept direct kept directing the conversation back to pipelines, back to the economy and said to them, yeah, well, we've been told that we're not going to be talking about that, so whether or not hmm. that is a directive that was interesting to me um but it's you it, it, certainly on the ground you are getting the feeling that jobs in the economy i mean it's top of mind i i just got an uber for instance back from um the last campaign stop that Jason Kenny was on so he's going door knocking with a, at a bunch of different ridings here in Calgary today and my uber driver was an unemployed geologist actually and i didn't realize that oh, wow. until i said to him oh so you know, so you drive Uber, what's that like? And he's like, Ugh. I was like, oh, how long have you been doing it for? He's like, well, I'm not an Uber driver. I'm like, but you And then I panicked briefly and thought, oh, my God, I've been kidnapped. But no, <laughs> turns out he's a geologist um, and he was working with Shell. And once they hit problems, they would contact him. He would sort them out. And that was what he did for the longest time. Um, but then the oil price dropped. It wasn't worth it for Shell to even bother following up on how to, you know, fix these ge- geological problems. So he just stopped getting calls. So now he is driving an Uber. <laughs> and um down here in Calgary specifically, I mean, that's the kind of vibe that you hear. And I was in Medicine Hat, the same thing. What's interesting, Sylvan Lake was different. I had a lot of people come up to me then and say, well, we just don't want the government to get all up in our business. You know, that's the social conservative issues. That's your parental choice. That's your, um, you know, freedom of religion. And that kind of vibe was definitely more of what I was feeling in Sylvan Lake than in Medicine Hat or than in Calgary. So it's been an interesting little tour down here.
0: Is that kind of where Jason Kenney wants to focus his attention the last few days of the campaign? I mean, even in the oh, debate yeah. last week, there was a lot of talk. He wants to keep it focused on the economy. Do you mm. think that he runs a risk, though? Uh, of trying to not dismiss the issue, but people are accusing him of di- dismissing the issue by saying, oh, we're not hearing that. Does that hurt him at all?
1: Well, I mean, he is dismissing the issue. I mean, he even, you know, I think that's a, I think that's a fair comment to say, but I think maybe it's getting to the point where he's just like, oi, shut up about you," that kind of stuff, because honestly, it's got to the point now where we've got a week left in the campaign. Jason Kenney and the UCP um, have really focused in on the economy and on jobs and on pipelines the entire time. They've that was always going to be the tack that they were taking. The NDP has swung of course the other way and has focused in on the social issues and in particular in on Kenny and his history as a social conservative and as a really really social social conservative. You know, really conservative social conservative if you know what I mean. Like you yeah, you know, yeah. you're, all these all of these things that he's been involved with, like, you know, fighting against gay rights and fighting against abortion and that kind of thing. I mean, I think the NDP was really hoping that that would be Jason Kenney's undoing, but it doesn't seem, if you're looking at the polls, it doesn't seem that that has perhaps resonated as, as, mu- as much as, as you might think. Talking to my Uber driver, and he, <laughs> who I who is now my you know knowledge, and he's a font of knowledge on on everything about Calgary. I've decided, and he was kind of like, yeah, well, the economy though, the economy is terrible. And this Uber driver, I he was he's like a former New Democrat, actually. He uh, once ran for the New wow. Democrat Party. So I mean, when you've got an unemployed geologist who's now driving an Uber because he doesn't have work, and once ran for the NDP, and is turning around going yeah, I'm probably going to vote conservative, but he was like, who knows though, I might not. And he's worried about Jason Kenney being, you know, is he a horrible person because he doesn't come across super duper well. But it seemed like, well, even if he is a horrible person, eh, maybe he'll fix the economy. That seems to be the vibe that I've been getting um, multiple places around Southern Alberta.
0: Going into the campaign, it looked like it was the UCP's race to lose. Mm. You know, the polls had shown Rachel Notley is wildly unpopular. The NDP, uh, policies not super, uh, taken very well here. And has that changed at all over the last three weeks? Do you think has Jason Kenney shown any kind of diminishing confidence in how his party might do over the last week of the campaign or, or is he still feeling pretty buoyant about his chances?
1: Oh, Dave, when have you ever known a politician to turn around and go, yeah, we might not actually win as much as we thought? Well, That's not what they do.
0: <laughs> Dave? But based on what you've seen, does he feel does he does he seem at all like kind of worn down by some of the controversies?
1: I think I think he's had jack of hearing about the controversies. Um whether or not he's <laughs> he's worn down by them, I'm I'm not entirely sure. I mean, we had a couple of polls come out this week and that was kind of interesting too, seeing where they where the polls are heading right now, and there's only so much faith you can put in polls. Let's all just get that out there and realize that to begin with. But it seems like the NDP is picking up a bit more steam in Edmonton and Calgary. Um, sorry, and Kenny had said that Edmonton was really going to be the battleground for the UCP, and he's really stepped up that messaging. He he said, you know what? We're not counting on votes from Calgary. We're not going to bank on them. We can't just assume everyone's going to turn around and vote for the UCP, but I'm getting the feeling that they're still definitely focusing on Edmonton as the place where they really want, really want to upset the NDP, but it does seem like the NDP is actually getting a little more, a little more attraction back up in Edmonton. So it's hard, you know, it's, it's hard to say, but certainly driving around rural Alberta, rural Southern Alberta, I've seen oh, bugger all orange signs, to be honest with you. I've, I've seen a lot of UCP signs, Seen a lot of Alberta party signs, which has been strange. You know the odd wow. Freedom Conservative as well. Um, I saw an Alberta Advantage party sign the other day. A whole bunch of them, so that was interesting. Jason Kenny is just going to keep going with that line. You know we're not taking anything for granted. Uh, he voted today, so he's. And I said, "Well, what what writings are you worried about in Calgary? Tell me that." And he just said, "I'm not telling you that, Emma. You dumb dumb." paraphrasing <laughs> <afraid he>, Jason <laughs> Kenny did not call me a dumb dumb on the record. I'm paraphrasing. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so he voted today and of course he's in Joe CC's writing. So he said, Well, I guess we're we've got one in that writing. I'm like, oh, did you vote for Joe C.C.? And he said, No. No, Emma, I did not vote for Joe C.C." So <laughs> That's interesting.
0: You're voting in Joe CC's writing. This campaign, everybody's kind of talked about how negative it's been. You have yeah. an ex- you have experience covering a uh, provincial election one province over back in twenty sixteen when yep. you were working at our sister paper, the Regina Leader Post. Mm-hmm. How does this experience covering an Alberta election campaign compare to the uh, Sask Party versus NDP campaign in
1: 2016? This is nasty. This is by far the nastiest campaign, the nastiest election I have ever covered. And I also covered um, the provincial election in Newfoundland, Labrador. So I also experienced that, which was a whole different kettle of fish. But I mean, there you've got like family feuds going back, you know five generations or something so it's slightly different but even that did not have the level of animosity that i'm seeing in this ca- in this election it is it is something i mean not only is there controversy after controversy that the ndp is keeps dragging up and the ucp pack um shaping Alberta's future they keep dragging out past things as well like once rod Loyola, Le- who's an mla up in Edmonton, He's running for re-election, sorry. He was apparently once a rapper and he rapped about a communist revolution. So that has come out now. The most surprising part for me was the fact that Rodley was a rapper. I, I just, that has blown my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, this, is, this is a nasty election. It is nasty, 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 horrible, nasty. And it's not just nasty from the campaign, like between the parties, But people are getting nasty as well, you know. Like, just voters are getting so mouth foamingly angry about things, and I've never seen this amount of anger in an election before in any province or any country that I've that I've been in. It's really something.
0: Do you think it'll pick up before the election, or do everyone will just calm down and play nice? Oh, yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, they'll calm down and play nice. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's what'll happen. No, they're not going to do that. I think. I mean, one can only hope <laughs> that people start being nice to one another, but I guess, you know, that remains to be seen. And I don't know whether it's because of social media, you know, you've got obviously social media is now more of a thing than it ever has been in any past elections. So, of course, that's playing you know, that's playing into it. You know, folks don't necessarily lock down their Facebook accounts or they don't realise that they should or they've said dumb things on Twitter And that really hasn't been the case in last, you know, in previous elections that social media was not so much of a thing. And I think that's where it's coming from. And it's certainly that's where the anger is coming from because it's giving people the ability to just yell at whoever they want to, right? You can just go and post something on a Facebook page. They can yell at you on Twitter. They can do whatever they want. So, And because I'm covering the UCP, there seems to have been significantly more, I guess, bozo eruptions, if you want to call them that, which I guess we have been with UCP candidates over things that they have said in the past than with NDP candidates over things they've said in the past for whatever reason. I mean, I don't know why that is, or maybe it's just that the NDP is doing a better job of digging them up. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, it certainly is a nasty, nasty election, and I wish everyone would be nice. Be nice, everybody. Go bake someone. Go bake someone a cake who you don't like and don't put anything horrible in it just be nice.
0: <laughs> Do you feel your mentions on social media have gotten nastier as well? Like you cover politics yeah. regularly. I, I imagine you take a lot of guff as it were on, on Twitter. <laughs> has it gotten worse for you during the election?
1: Um, yeah, I think it has. Although I'm also getting a lot of really angry emails and I, I think... I think that stems back as well to a lot of people going, oh, how come you're doing all these negative stories about the UCP? But it's simply a matter of the fact that I happen to be covering the UCP. And as I said, with, uh, there just seems to be, have, have been more bozo eruptions there. I've noticed, though, that people are, people are just, they're upset and they're angry, whether it's Whether it's because they're new Democrats who hate the fact that they're seeing all of this, they have this perception that, you know, the UCP is full of white supremacists, which it's not. It is a really diverse party. And Jason Kenney does say that a lot, but, you know, maybe not at the rallies I was just at in, you know, suburban Calgary, but look at the diversity of their candidates. I mean, it is certainly a thing that exists. Um, But then on the other side, you've got UCP supporters who are mad because they feel like that the things that NDPers have said are not getting the same amount of traction as stupid things that UCPers have said. And it's been a very, it's a strange time to be a journalist, Dave. (laughs) It's a strange time. It's a strange place.
0: (laughs) You're lucky there's only a few days left.
1: Oh, no. You know, be so-
0: nice to be nice to Emma on Twitter for those who are <laughs> listening.
1: No, most people are nice to me, and hello, I'm getting actually some really nice supportive messages, and I've taken a lot of photos of um, dogs that I have met on the campaign trail, and I've got some more to tweet out tonight, <laughs> so I'll do that. I met two more dogs today. They were um they were pretty cute. One was very yappy, but the other one was very sweet.
0: Best of luck the rest the, the rest of the week, and hopefully thanks. you get a good nap <laughs> at the end of it. I know you'll be back in the studio for the Press Gallery panel Absolutely. on Friday. You know Every, it. Uh, you know, stay tuned, everybody, for those who are listening, and don't forget to check out all our political coverage at edmontonjournal.com. Emma, thanks so much for uh, joining me.
1: Thank you very much. I'm going to try and find my way back into downtown Calgary from the suburbs. Wish me luck. <laughs>